You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. Uh, I am Dwayne, host of Two Goalies, One Mike. Uh, Sabres suffer a big 5-3 to three loss uh, to the Carolina Hurricanes, the hated Carolina Hurricanes, a team that we just beat a few short nights ago, 4-3 to three after a miraculous, somewhat miraculous comeback. Um, oh, excuse me. That's not the only storyline of the night. Obviously, before uh, – Buffalo finished out this game. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines dropped a overtime game to Denver in the Frozen Four, uh, three to two, uh, which I guess that officially makes Owen Power Watch like on. It's on, green lighted, uh, all systems go. Waiting for the imminent uh, Owen Power uh, signing to Buffalo, where maybe we even see him making his debut Tuesday night against Toronto. I don't know how realistic that would be. But it's a, I guess, the possibility, depending on how long Kevin Adams waits to have that have that conversation. You know, you would maybe think that he would want to wait a day or two, let this loss, like, kind of let, let yourselves get over this loss. And not to mention Eric Portillo too, also Sabres property. That's a signing that could come as well to get him uh, under contract, because you know, you, uh, after next season, uh, if you were to play one more year of college. You could be looking at a Cal Peterson, uh, you know, Jimmy VC situation. I don't think that would happen. I've I've had Eric on two goalies a week before. He seems like a very good kid, excited about being a Buffalo Saber, much like Devin Levi. So, but we'll see. Um, I would hope that uh, Kevin Adams can bo- get both of these guys uh, under contract sooner rather than later. Um, but again, just a, a real heartbreaker for both teams tonight. And already we got some people here in the co- in the comment section. Uh, I don't want to blame Anderson. He battled real well, but we really, really, really need a shutdown goalie. I, I, I agree. Um, Anderson does battle. He does. Um, and I don't blame him for tonight. Like, There's a lot of blame to go around, and Anderson isn't near the top of my list. He just isn't. Um, a lot of costly turnovers, most notably Cody Eakins, absolute muffin. The pizza he threw up the middle of the ice uh, that got uh, picked off through the air. Uh, which led to Carolina's, I believe it was the second goal that really started to get them some momentum uh, going into their three unanswered goals to eventually win. Actually, technically four and four unanswered goals, if you count the empty netter. Um, also from Captain Ahab on, on YouTube. If Power and Quinn and Paterica were in this game and we had, had a fast forward to next season, it would have been a much different outcome. I, I agree. Um, again, I'm not going to take any away from this team, though. They, they play hard. They play so hard. Again, um, there is a, there is a disparity in talent, a lack of talent compared to the competitor most nights. And sometimes you see that bad decisions lead to 
costly goals, and that that's what happened tonight. Like, I, I don't know the numbers offhand, but the turnovers are probably very, very lopsided tonight, especially in the defensive zone. Uh, Paramat pictures. They honestly just seem to run out of gas in the third. Also a possibility. Um, again, they're professional hockey players. I mean, like some of those fit athletes in the world. Not really an excuse for me, um, again, but that's just my opinion. And then also from Kevin Ahab, the Canes pushback was not answered by the Sabres in the third. 100% agree. Also, uh, you guys are really popping off, all right? Could we see power in the AHL, play, AHL playoffs he signed? I don't think he, he goes to Rochester. I think he goes straight to Buffalo, um, I think, without question. You wouldn't see Owen Powers play a single game uh, in the AHL uh, for the Rochester Americans. Just my opinion. But, yeah, again, not a good night for Buffalo hockey. You know, you you me personally, I wanted to see Michigan advance and play Saturday. I know selfishly a lot of Sabres fans out there wanted them to lose because you want to see Owen Power here earlier rather than later. For me – you want these guys to really feel what it's like to play in those high-pressure situations, in those high-pressure moments. The only moments you can get from a game like a Frozen Four final or the Stanley Cup playoffs, That's you know, to see how they can handle themselves. Teach them that now so that we're more prepared for it when that time does come in the NHL or in the AHL. Or, you know, whenever that might be. Uh, for me, that's just, you know, a no-brainer. That's where I would want them uh I would want them gaining that experience now, which is why I'm happy a lot of these kids like Quinn, Paterica, and you know UPL are down in Rochester trying to battle uh, for the playoffs in the AHL because, again, those are playoff games experience that they're going to need uh, right now so that when the time does come at the NHL level, they've actually experienced high-pressure playoff hockey. Uh, that's what I want to see these kids go through at this point in their career, you know, Again, you know, had had Michigan won tonight and we miss out on two or three games of Owen Power, whatever, man. Like, it would have been a big deal to me. You know, I would rather him see, get that experience of playing in that game and help that, you know, further along his development rather than maybe two or three. I don't want to call them meaningless games, but they're meaningless games. Sabres are mathematically eliminated for the playoffs as of yesterday with that Washington win. So, Again, I, I, for me, it's, eh, you know, let them let them win a national t- a national title uh, in Michigan, which obviously that won't happen now. So maybe we do see Austin Power in a uh, a Buffalo uniform come this Tuesday against the hated Toronto Maple Leafs. Everyone knows how much I hate them. Um, thoughts on Ryan Johnson coming out? Um, I don't know. Uh, he's had a very up and down season. Um, I like his play, but part of me, because of the, you know, the, you know, we already have, uh, plenty of left-handed defensemen. I I just feel that maybe he could be a guy that doesn't get brought in right away, or maybe even as part of a trade to bring in, uh, the right, uh, you know, the, uh, a defenseman that could play alongside, uh, Owen power. Um, maybe he's part of that deal. I don't know. I'm not saying I want Ryan Johnson traded, but I just think that the need for uh, for a left-handed defenseman isn't as big right now. Uh, and maybe maybe he's an AHL guy. I don't know. I, we'll see. I, I like his game. I liked how he's come along. Again, I think that there was a little bit left up, to be, more left to be desired this season. But you know, I uh, 
you know, I, I hope we do see him someday in a Buffalo uniform because I do like his style of play. I do like his game. He just needs to develop more for sure. Um, I see your point in the high-pressure games. We don't want to be Toronto now, do we? No, we don't. No, 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 we don't because that is a team that doesn't know how to handle pressure. You are absolutely right, Matt. Uh, real quick, just to uh, – I got the box score here uh, for tonight's game. Again, it's it wasn't pretty. Uh, Buffalo obviously having the uh, early 2-0 lead. Uh, off, you know, Tage Thompson getting his 32nd goal of the season. Guy has just been on an absolute tear. Um, and then also, uh, it was Alex Tuck getting in a goal, both uh, Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson with goals and assists tonight. Uh, Jeff Skinner with two apples, uh, Casey Middlestat with an assist. I think that was on the Tuck goal, which is a very, very, very nice. Uh, threw it out in front, and again, great. I tweeted out like, great things happen when you put pucks to the net and that's what happened there for uh, Alex Tuck. He went to the net, Jeff Skinner found him there, uh, but just by throwing the puck to the front and it ended up being in the back of the net. Uh, Matias Samuelson with an assist and Victor Olsen continuous in, I guess his hot streak with another goal of the night. So uh, again, Craig Anderson wasn't at his best tonight. Um, 27 saves on 31 shots against, uh, I think there's one of those he probably would have wanted back. You can't really put that you can go on them because I mean that that's that's just inexcusable. Hockey 101 when you're behind your own goal line or even in the corner, you never ever ever send pizzas up the middle of the ice and exactly what he did ends up in the back of Buffalo's net. I mean, I don't know what he's thinking there. That's just straight stupidity. Like at least skate it out a little bit, you know, and again, I just just bad. I, I I get what he was trying to do there, but never up the middle of the ice, man. Never, ever, 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 ever up the middle of the ice. That's just boneheaded, boneheaded. Uh, Carolina goals today. Uh, Aho with two goals. Uh, Jarvis with two apples. Jordan Stahl with two goals, including the empty netter at the end. Uh, Mr. Schnepchikov. Schnepchikov. I hate saying his last name. Um with two apples, uh, fast with an apple and Pechier with an, uh, assist and Tara Vinen with a goal. And then, uh, you had anti Ranta with 18 saves on 21 shots against, against Buffalo just really wasn't pressuring, uh, offensively as much as you have liked, especially the way they were in the first period when they were up to nothing. Uh, again, this is just a classic example of, Playing against a more skilled team, and I, I would love to say that you know, hard work will always win. Uh, when hard work is willing to work, and talent isn't willing to work, uh, not saying that you know, Carolina wasn't willing to work tonight. Clearly, they were, but they're just a more talented hockey team. Uh, defensively, they're so good, so good defensively. They may they're, they're, playing on a team like Carolina is a goaltender's wet dream because it's like. You know, you look at goaltenders that have been there, you know, you know, Freddie Anderson, all the criticism he took in Toronto, the seasons he's having in Carolina, it's a very defensively disciplined hockey team, but also a team that can score on demand. Uh, it's, you know, they're fun to watch. They really are. But they're, Rod Brindamore has a very def, uh, sound system defensively in Carolina, and it's it's they're a tough team to score against. And uh, I think you've seen that with Nadelchikovic, <laughs> again, Nadelchikovic, who uh, was traded to Detroit. You know, he has had his struggles with the Detroit Red Wings this season. Um, I think that's a classic example. You saw him leave. You saw Peter Mrazek leave, and they're struggling. 
you know, I guess this this system almost glorifies goaltending, you know, puts it up maybe on a bit of a pedestal where because you're really eliminating high danger chances in Rod Brindamore's system. And it may, it helps out goaltenders a lot. Absolutely it does. <clears throat> so, you know, you wish you kind of had that type of mentality here in Buffalo where you could have the best of both worlds, where you could score and play well defensively. We're just not there yet. And Carolina's system is the goalie's best friend, hands down, right next to the post and the crossbar. Um, I'm from Amanda C. Uh, Victor Olofsson is back. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, again, I've pretty much outspoken about him uh, wanting to possibly deal him, uh, m- make a deal for him to bring in more assets or maybe the bigger a part of a bigger deal to bring in like a defenseman to play with an Owen Power or for maybe a first round pick or you know, high end picks. Just because I just feel like he's a very perimeter shooter. Uh, he's not a guy who can be depended on to play a great 200 foot game. Um, he doesn't score goals the way you see Jeff Skinner scoring goals. He uh, kind of does drive-bys in front of that. He doesn't get engaged, which really bugs me. But if he's still, you know, with him being an RFA, it's going to be a situation where he's going to be expected to get paid, especially with how he's scoring now. And I'm not really willing to pay a guy, you know, the amount of money he might get in, in free agency if, you know, if it's around five, five or $5 million or more, because it very well could be if he's, between like four and a half to five and a half. Um, it very well could be something like that. Um, and I have trouble fitting him into the top six. I really do. You know, Jack Quinn's going to be here. Do you value Jack Quinn or do you value Victor Olison more? I personally, I value Jack Quinn because I think maybe Jack Quinn doesn't have as dangerous of a shot or as dangerous as a release, as dangerous of a release as a Victor Olison, but he does the th- same things that Victor Olison can do. Maybe not as well, but he also plays a more uh, defensively sound game, and he plays all over the ice. Like he's just not—he's not, not going to just be good from one spot the majority of the time. You, you can depend on him in other areas of the ice. So, for me, you know, once Jack Quinn gets here, that's kind of his spot, right? You know, he can—he's shown he can play that side where, where Victor Olsen tends to sit. So, unless Victor Olsen is willing to be a bottom six guy and not get paid what I think he's going to get paid. It's tough for me to find a spot for him on this team for that price tag. I mean, I just, me, I could be wrong. Like I am totally fine with Victor Olson being on this hockey team next year, but just really thinking of this lineup, you know, in the future next season, I just don't see him fitting in the top six. I just don't. That's just me. Um, uh, from Chris Dirk, tough loss. Sorry for Owen power. Him and his teammates fought hard. All I can do is keep fighting and moving forward. Go Sabres. 100% Chris. Uh, Eakin can't keep uh, Eakin can't keep a place in this team by just by winning face-offs. He has to make a better play in a tight game. 100, 100%, 100%. Uh, power of the Force. I uh, I love it, Matt. I absolutely love it. Uh, power of the Force. Got it. You have to love it. Feel the power. You know, hashtag new day there. Um, <coughs> But... Again, just a tough, tough night for Buffalo hockey, uh, you know, from start to finish from yesterday being mathematically limited from the playoffs. Then you come into, you know, today with uh, Michigan playing Denver and losing in uh, overtime, also very difficult. And then obviously the loss to Carolina ending their point. Uh, I'm not sure was their point streak are already over with before then. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know if their point streak ended tonight or if they already ever had already ended a game before that. I want to say it was still going. 
But the Sabres had an unbelievable March and start to April. So, I mean, how can you be disappointed in this hockey team? I mean, I've seen, I'm seeing Sabres fans say, I wish this season wouldn't end. You know, how often are we normally checked out come, you know, March and April? And you have fans that just don't want this season to end. And I'm one of them. I don't want the season to end. It's been a lot of fun to watch these kids develop and perform and really start to take this seriously. And you know how much this means to us, the fans. Uh, let me see here. Looking at the rest of their schedule, they have the Panthers tomorrow, <laughs> Florida Panthers tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. And then on Sunday, the Lightning at 5. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough road trip. You go Panthers, Lightning, and then Tuesday you have the Toronto Maple Leafs, which that could be a game where maybe you see Owen Power make his debut. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I personally don't see it being any earlier than that. And then the following week, Thursday, the Sabres return home against the Blues and then host the Flyers on Saturday, April 16th. Um Tough schedule these next three games. Three very, I mean, we've seen these this team compete against these teams, uh, but it's going to be very, very, very difficult, you know, to get points out of these games. And these are teams that are really playing for position in the playoffs, uh, you know, and uh, play, playing for home ice advantage, whatever it might be. And, you know, it, you know, they, they, they all have something to play for still, whereas Buffalo doesn't, but maybe that's Buffalo's best friend. When you don't have anything to play for, you have nothing to lose. So Sabres can try and play spoiler here for a lot of teams. We'll see what happens. But uh, the next three games are very, very, very difficult in terms of matchups between the Florida Panthers defending two time defending Stanley cup champion, uh, excuse me, Tampa Bay Lightning, and then, of course, the hated Toronto Maple Leafs we beat in the Heritage Classic outdoor game in Hamilton, where, oddly enough, Buffalo was the home team. So, uh, again, um, another by the power of Grayskull. Love it. Love it. Big He-Man fan here myself. Uh, right back at it tomorrow night. You think Tukarski will start in goal? Can we bounce back after a tough loss? I think you probably will see Tukarski in goal. Um, I don't know. I just uh, – I have zero faith in that guy. Um, he, he he gives us a game here and there, but against a Florida Panthers team that's so high-powered and dangerous, it's really tough to imagine that Tukarski gives them a much of a chance to win. Um, again, especially with teams that are really jockeying for position uh, in the standings right now, especially with these next three games. Um, you still taking orders for the GOAT shirts? Absolutely. Check it out at 39designs. Uh, we just dropped our first design, the hash a goat design. Um, it's at 39 underscore designs on Twitter, uh, Instagram. You can find us there or just follow my page. It's on there as well at Dwayne S 39, as you can see there, my handle or at two goalies on Mike, I promote from all my handles. Uh, definitely. It's a uh, cool design. I'm uh, pretty proud of it. And, um, you know, I, I, I dropped a, uh, tweet on it earlier, so you can go check out our handles and you'll see them there. So with that being said, guys, um, we're getting close to uh, 11 o'clock here tonight. As you can see, I have my robe on. Was supporting the Michigan uh, Wolverines tonight on the hat, the shirt. Um, again, tough loss. Um, it's fun to think where, where, where uh, Owen Power would fit in with this lineup. Who comes out of the lineup? Um, you know, does it a Mark Pissick? Um, is it a, is it a Fitzgerald? Like, I, I don't know who it would be, 
that would come out of the lineup. But I am super excited to have Buffalo um, debut Owen Power, especially against a team like Toronto. How fun would that be? Um, I hope that would be an RJ game. I'm not sure. Maybe if you guys know it in the comments is if that would be an RJ game. But just to speculate where he would fit in the lineup, who would be paired with. Um, it's a lot of fun, man. I uh, he had a phenomenal season. Hobie Baker, uh, Ho- Hobie Baker level season, but unfortunately, I think with him going to the Olympics, it really did hurt his chances. Um, you saw even Devin Levi get snubbed on even being nominated for the Hobie Baker, which I think is an abs- absolutely criminal with the season he had in net for Northeastern. Uh, we just actually had Devin on with uh, episode 93 of Two Goalies on Mike, Devin Levi, and Justin Ritz Cohen. Uh, absolute amazing episode. Make sure you go check it out on our channel at Two Goalies One Mike on YouTube or uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you can find us all. All just check the bios and all my social media handles. You can the link will send you right where to go and subscribe. Um, Devin was an absolute, uh, you know, a blast to have on. Seems very excited to be a Buffalo Saber at some point. When I was texting with him, he says he can't wait to be a member of Bill's Mafia, which is pretty cool. But uh, again, thanks out you know, a couple of clicks for Devin and the season of Northeastern have a couple of clicks for Owen Power and Eric Portillo for season have. I know it was one one in that uh, Minnesota game um, to get to the uh, the final in the Frozen Four. I'm not sure what the score is right now, but last time I looked before I go in live at you guys, it was tied at one in the later NCAA game. So you know maybe we'll see Aaron Huglin in uh, the finals there, another Buffalo Sabres prospect. Uh, kid is having a decent year as a freshman and um, excited to see what he can bring to the table. Also a former guest of two goalies on Mike, uh, really good kid, really smart kid. Uh, definitely an eye uh, player to keep an eye on uh, the next couple of years. I would hope that at some point Sabres give him a look if it's not next year, then the year following um, whether it's in Rochester or in the big club, uh, very, very skilled, high skilled, highly skilled player with a great shot, great release. Um, and very, very good skater. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, but yeah, just thinking just to where Owen power would fit in Eric Portillo, I imagine would go straight to Rochester, uh, unless they do want to give him games up here in Buffalo, you know, to back up Craig, maybe he gets a start or two. I don't know. It mean, I don't know if it would really hurt his development at the end of the season. If you think about it, he had an unbelievable year, uh, with Michigan I think he posted uh, over 30 wins with a 926 save percentage. Like I know the hype has really surrounded Devin Levi because he was having jaw-dropping numbers, but Eric Portillo had himself a year too. Um, great, great kid. Uh, actually, I'll just bring up their, their numbers right now for you. I'll uh, give you one moment here, and I will bring up both Owen Power and Eric Portillo's numbers. I'll check their Elite Prospects page here. Um, do, 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 do. When, do, there we go. Find the search bar. Sorry, this is very, very professional, everybody. Let's go. Let's see here. Or not. Anyways, while I do that, um, again, very, very exciting to just imagine that, uh, um, Owen Power could make his debut in a Sabres uniform uh, this coming uh, Tuesday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Here we go. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. This 
for whatever reason, this is running extremely slow. Okay, here we go. Eric Portillo's numbers this season, according to uh, Elite Prospects, he started 41 games. They went 31-9-1 and with a 9.26 save percentage and 2.13 goals against. Uh, compared to his previous season with Michigan, where he backed up Man Strauss, um, seven went seven games played, went four and one with a 9.35 save percentage and a 1.67 goals against. Obviously, a much smaller uh, sample size, but listen, you know I think this kid is the real deal. He sits at six foot six, uh, native of Sweden, and uh, just a very, very, very athletic goaltender. Gives a rebound here from time here from time to time here and there, but a lot of goalies do. But a lot of games I watched on him uh, this season. I mean, I know tonight he was a little tough with the rebounds. I don't put the game on him at all. I thought there was a lot of defensive uh, lapses in his own end that caused those goals. But um, normally he does eat pucks quite a bit tonight. He, he struggled with the rebounds a little bit, but I thought he played a great game tonight. Definitely not on him for without a doubt, but um, I, uh, I've, I've watched him a lot this year and he is a very, you know, mechanically uh, fundamentally sound goaltender. And I'm excited for him to be possibly be part of the fold. If uh, Buffalo does decide to uh, bring him in and then obviously Owen power, uh, Olympian Owen Power this year playing for Team Canada. Um, even though I don't believe they meddled, uh, had a great year this year with the uh Michigan Wolverines 32 games played, three goals, 29 assists. Again, him going to the Olympics did hurt his case, uh, at the Hobie Baker, in my opinion, was a plus 12. Um, and for Team Canada. Uh, in the uh, Olympic Games, only posted one point in five games, got an assist, was a very defensively sound player. And just, it, you know, it's easy to understand the appeal of power. Um, he's six foot six and he does, he's, he's just a phenomenal skater. And, you know, it's tough to find those that, that combination of skill and size and skating ability in a player like that. But, you know, I think any questions you had on Owen Power and his ability to play at the NHL level, those are really answered this season with how much he dominated at the college level, how well he played in the Olympics, how well he played in the World Championships the the season before, where he really kind of played with men for the first time. You know, a lot of former NHLers, current NHLers. So I just I, you know, I think a lot of those answers were really uh, those real all those questions are really answered. Uh, for the first overall pick made by Buffalo. And, you know, I'm again, I'm very, 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 very excited. He's a left-handed shot. So you just got to pair him with the right, the, the uh, a right-handed defenseman. You, in my opinion, it's going to be very stay at home. It's going to play a very, uh, I don't want to say cautious, but very disciplined defensive style, stay at home defenseman. And, uh, you know, that's where I, you know, what I think you need for Owen Power next season. I hope Kevin Adams finds that. Whether it's at trade, free agency, you know, Josh Manson's a name that was thrown around. I like the idea of bringing him to play alongside Owen Power, a guy who plays a really rough style, where if he sees the night that at that point he'll be 20 years old, I think, uh, you know, you know, taking a beating or, you know, being taken advantage of, even though it's hard to imagine a kid six foot six, 214 pounds as he sits right now. You can only imagine he's going to put him more weight in the offseason. But, Kind of imagine hard to imagine a kid like him getting taken advantage of, but a, a big guy who can go out there and play with him that could really make him feel comfortable and maybe allow him to have a little bit of a leash to play his game, uh, both defensively and offensively. And 
you know, knowing that you have that guy opposite of you, where if you do make that mistake that, you know, he's going to help you cover up for it. It's only going to help his game. And you, the, you see a lot of teams do that when you, uh, when you bring, um, in a young defenseman at his age, you know, you always want to bring a like a veteran defenseman um, along, you know, to pair with them just to really help build their confidence. I know on, on the podcast after the whistle, Craig Ravay said he had that responsibility many times over uh, when he got into like, you know, his veteran years, deep into his veteran years, he played that part quite a few times for many young defensemen. So uh, I think that's very, very important for Kevin Adams to do find the correct right-handed defenseman to play alongside Owen power, whoever that might be. And again, it's Owen power watches on man. Uh, it's 10 55 right now. We'll see when, you know, when he does sign, I'll, I'll, all signs point to him uh, signing with the Buffalo Sabres in the coming days. It's pretty imminent uh, reported by Elliot Freeman. I, you know, I've talked to some people that I know out of Michigan and they all seem to think that that is pretty imminent as well. So I'm excited, but with that being said, guys, again, it's getting close to 11 o'clock. So I will bid you all adieu. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my night, catch some Z's and uh, you know, we will see you tomorrow night uh, for the Buffalo Sabres versus Florida Panthers game. Um, hopefully we're talking about a win and not another loss. And uh, just remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. And, um, you know, I will hang up and listen. Good night now and let's go Sabres. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.